to go here. Delete that. In You're done. Podcast. You're done. And my. Shut up and sit down. Um, welcome to another episode of another one of these, the podcast. This is our very first in-person podcast. Keep your hair. Delete that. You're done. Podcast. <laughs> You're done. And my guest here is Drishti Dakshinabai Hittu. Thank you, Kashish. So I am Drishti and I have been invited to for a podcast with Kashish and yeah, I'm very honored. Thank you. Where are you from, Drishti? I'm from Mauritius originally, so I came here in 2019 and yeah. She is Indian. You, you're not mistaken. She has Indian origins, but she just grew up, born and brought up in Mauritius. Yeah. Recently moved to Auckland, studying tourism. Um, yeah, studying Bachelor of Tourism Management. I'm on my second year. Second year, so yeah. and yeah, so in this podcast, we'll probably be talking about, well, probably definitely will be talking about um, mental health issues, uh, the lack of mental health awareness in brown families, growing up in a brown family and facing those issues, or even now, still happening, and yeah, and maybe reflect on some other current affairs if we have the time yeah and might be a two-parter like the last episodes which was quite controversial well fun very fun (laughs) um to all the people that listened to the last podcast and reached out to me expressing their grievances i i'm not going to apologize to you but um, it is what it is you know if the shoe fits so yeah, um, let's begin. So, mental health, thoughts? Thoughts on mental health, I would say is it's not very much talked about. In It's like when you think mental health, it's people think it's a nice topic to talk about, but rather forget about the actual, you know, impacts that mental health have on other people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it would be good if more people took interest in finding out exactly what mental health is and how you can help someone. Yeah. Because so many people will say, oh, you're stressed, just forget about it. Like, just doesn't it, happen. It doesn't happen like that. Yeah. Always reminds me of a phrase back in India we have these, especially Punjabis. If you're depressed, just drink it off. Drink it off. Cheers. And. Um, Sure, it works for a while. It's not a very healthy coping mechanism, but it will work for a good while there. But eventually, and speaking from personal experiences, you will have to face the issue after you're done drinking your liver out and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, it's a very, very common misconception. Not, not a misconception. It's just the lack of awareness and the generation gap that comes with it. Mm-hmm. That our parents or people that are same age as our parents just don't believe in mental health. Yeah. That's another issue. Yeah. 
not believing how would you improve on something if you don't believe it yeah firsthand yeah they think that depression is something that is a choice or something that doesn't exist it's just a way or an excuse that children have been using nowadays because they're not studying enough study is a big thing back in india even yeah. you might know growing mm-hmm. up in a brown family yeah you're pressurized to put get good marks or get in a into a good college and that has that itself has driven the suicide rates up way too much like the pressure from parents to get their kids into engineering entrances and or mbba and mbbs mbbs entrances and stuff like that mm-hmm. gets to their heads and they end up just taking their own lives because they can't take the pressure or the fact that they can't take the fact that they're disappointed they, they're going to disappoint their parents yeah which they would rather kill themselves rather than face their and parents face, yeah. and to that a lot of people have to say that they were cowards mm. and uh, what do you have to say about that i think the the way you just said excuse parents think it's an excuse yeah i think that itself is a stigma you just shut down the child as soon as you say oh you're using it as an excuse rather than delving deep into what might be happening mm-hmm. it's more harmful rather yeah. than sitting with the child saying okay tell me what's happening you know yeah but mainly because themselves they haven't they don't know if they're struggling with any mental illness so yeah. how would they do that with their kid as if yeah again another one of the the things that come with because when you grow up in a family that does not believe in depression or anxiety somehow you also grow up with the mindset that you don't believe in depression anxiety and the cycle continues mm. so that when you have kids in the future and then you tell them there's no such thing as depression just suck it up and move on yeah that's so the word that's that a cycle use. that needs to be broken mm. immediately because it's still happening and it's still happening and people i've noticed it in people in my batch that are about to have kids they still believe in the fact that depression is in a real thing which scares me for their kids that they're about to have exactly also the fact that they're having kids scares me because you tweet five what is wrong with you they're, well that's maybe their personal yeah jokes, but yeah, yeah but the generation generational trauma that comes with it needs to be broken itself yeah and um, another one of these quotes that comes from same thing this is specifically regarding to guys is that boys don't cry ladke nahi rote you say like in hindi and uh, which confuses me is thoughts on that Well I think it's a very shitty and outdated way of thinking mm-hmm. because to this day boys think that they cannot express themselves which is so bad yeah you know because we're all humans at one level and why would you say okay girls cry a lot that's also a that's also a stigma the ladkiyan to roti rehti hain girls keep crying a lot yeah but then it's like on two levels and you're not rather than balancing it out and expressing it as a human emotion you are maybe as if like balancing both of girls and boys you don't yeah. cry you cry too much you don't cry you don't what the exactly fuck? and it's not even that it's not even you don't cry it's like you're not supposed to cry yeah it's like you're not what the what is that supposed to mean you're not supposed to cry where did that come from i don't know is that somehow the fact that they're not crying makes them tough whereas if you think about it a person that can actually express his emotions and mm-hmm. is self aware ends up making him tougher than the ones who hold back their emotions and then get damaged internally over the long run yeah it's like you yourself you're going to get damaged you know? why yeah. would you do that to yourself yeah and but the thing about the 
people telling boys right from the start, don't cry, you're not supposed to cry. It's a dysfunctional thing. Yeah, which needs to be stopped. Yeah, and all, typically in Daisy families, it's big, big issues. Yeah. So, oh. but we know we're not, you're not going to raise your kid to be like that. I'm oh, not going to raise my kid to be like that. Yeah. Another thing is, what was I going to say? But for me, when I think dysfunctional families, mm -hmm. every family has a problem, you know? Every family every goes family. through stress. Yeah. But yeah. there's a difference in a family having a dysfunction and a dysfunctional family that just gets out of, you know? Yeah. So handling that is something really important because as a child, when you see your parents grow up and that's a I read this coincidence. I read this last night on an, on Instagram. I saw a post somewhere which said, "When you grow up in a in a dysfunctional family, you tend to be attracted to toxic people because you grow up looking at them and how they function, mm. and because you don't have anything else to compare them to." You remember how at times when we talk, I ask about how do certain girls or even guys get attracted to toxic traits of their significant others mm. and it never made sense to me until I read that post, mm -hmm. which now makes sense that when people grow up in dysfunctional families that, and this is a very common thing, people tend to not talk about stuff back in India. It's like, we're just not going to talk about it. Yeah. And when they don't talk about it, they think that this is the general norm for mm -hmm. things. So they're like, this is just how things are, and this is just how my relationship's going to be. Which means that if a girl grew up watching her dad beat up her mom, mm -hmm. and then gets into a relationship and the boyfriend beats her up, yeah. she, she's going to think that it, it is okay, mm -hmm. and it, it is accepted yeah. that the guy can beat the girl up. Yeah. And that's that I think is where the toxicity comes. Yeah. And I also think it's when you experience it as a child, mm -hmm. you know how sometimes trauma can be stored in the body? Yeah. So, you know, you've seen the cycle, you've got like an adrenaline rush. So mm -hmm. when you're going to experience that, it's going to seem familiar to you. Yeah. It's not going to be like, oh, that's not normal. You've seen it, body says, oh, I yeah. love what I see because I've been through that. So yeah. you, you stick with it, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. It's because you've seen that all your life. and. As they say, the early growing stages are very crucial to mm. our development Definitely. when we're kids. Yeah. And what we see and what we absorb and what we grasp during that stage mm -hmm. is something that probably stays with us forever. Yeah. What do you think about um, parents who beat up their kids or, you know... Like, even though we, we grew <laughs> we, up... We probably got beat up as kids a We lot. got beat up as kids, but it's a totally... It's different. There's... Now, this is going to sound very um, weird, but there's different ways of beating up kids. Mm -hmm. You know, you agree? There's there's okay. actually, there's actually, I don't know, it's very difficult to explain. I was beat up as a kid. Yeah. But I don't have any trauma from yeah. it because I knew I was at fault when I was beat up. But does that mean that is there, that's the way to discipline kids? Probably not, mm -hmm. but the reason that I was because they were as when they were kids. Now that I know, I'll probably not do it. Yeah. I'll definitely not do it. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to blame them, my parents, because yeah. I don't have any trauma because of that. Mm -hmm. But then I've seen people, you know, I've never seen people with marks and 
blood coming out of their noses and bruises all over their bodies and yeah. that's what I call toxic beating. Mm-hmm. With me, it would be like a slap or something. It's like a, a casual slap yeah. or chasing around the dining table to get eventually a slap mm-hmm. and it would end there. Yeah. And which I think was, I'm not saying it's okay, but at that time, yeah. it was alright. But then there, there are parents and the dads who beat up their kids with belts, with sticks, with fucking brooms with fucking everything they can get their hands on and their kids end up bruised and stuff and that's what I call do you do you know where I'm going yeah, with the difference? I, I know where you're going because sometimes your body you know people that's why when I say parents as well they go through different circumstances you cannot say this is gonna happen that is gonna happen you know exactly and if your parents we cannot even blame parents because we know where it came from yeah. they might have had their own issues which exactly. is not justified by the way exactly. but you know, in some sense, but I do understand like how you're telling me for you, you didn't don't consider it as trauma because as a child you didn't, you you knew you were full, so makes sense you get it. Also, it wasn't a very recurring thing. It was every once in a while, yeah. and it stopped after I grew up. It was mm-hmm. only when, as a kid, I used to get beat up a lot, but I was a fucked up kid. Like, come on, I used to do all this. Well crazy shit, and I'm like probably deserved half of the time that I've more than half of the time that I would beat up. Yeah. And uh, like I would get co- my mother would get calls from the principal all the time. Your kid is acting up and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Which is sure I was a naughty kid. Um, yeah. But then again, belts and fucking. Okay, I'll I'll simplify it. The intention is what matters a bit. If your parents' intention by beating you up is to make you realize that you've been at fault, you know that mm-hmm. it's you're not. They're not trying to hurt you. Yeah. Then there are parents who are actually trying to hurt their kids. Mm. And that's where the difference lies. Yeah. I always felt that when I got beat up, their intention wasn't to hurt me. It was to punish me, but never to f- physically hurt me. Physically hurt you. Yeah. Maybe to discipline Discipline you. me. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. So I think therein lies the difference. Mm. Well, as a child, I was not... As, I don't remember. Mom, girls Dad, if you're, if you're watching this... No, don't say that. I've seen it first. Not, well, not as much as boys do. I can't say that for sure. But yeah, I was not raised up um, to get beaten by my parents and stuff. So Just good. Concerning beating up. In, because I was a good kid. Mom and dad, you guys can... Yeah, good job Mr. and Mrs. Hitu. Bouch me on that because I was not a naughty kid. I was, but in not in ways I would get beaten. She was a nerd in high school. I was not a nerd in high she school. She was um, class monitor. Class rep, she still is class rep. Well, nerd. that doesn't. I'm not a nerd. God. <laughs> but yeah, grow, growing up because I, I belong from a joint family and growing up with sisters, you can tell the difference. Hmm. Which I never really questioned the fact that girls get beaten up less than boys. They also behave more than us, <laughs> so rightfully so. Oh well. And um, which was. It fascinating was, for it you, was like, fascinating. how do I get beaten up but no that? I never really questioned it, because like, I was a That's menace. That's to be honest. Yeah, I, I, I never really went like, oh, why aren't you beating um, Masum or why aren't you beating Manzilla? Because like, they're not creating a nuisance like I am. There I'm the menace of the family. Yeah, but the moment that you can, as a child, you can see that you are being treated unfairly as compared to your siblings, as a child you won't know. You question in your head will be like, why am I being treated like? You know, but yeah. it's good that in never your really case... Because I never really felt it. They never really 
because they never really discriminated. Yes. And it's difficult when you have four kids in the family, my my brother and then two cousins. Mm -hmm. It's difficult not to discriminate, which is they did a massive good job doing that. So good job, Grower family. Grower family, good job. Um, yeah. yeah. So because I actually look back at things, we used to fight a lot as kids, all of us siblings, and they were physical. Me and my brother, mm -hmm. for the, because we used to fight and used to like. It, it would end up in a way that either one of us would end up bleeding. I still remember there was this one time because like there's this advantage that you have when you're elder. Your yeah. hand is heavier. Mm -hmm. But then he compensates with throwing stuff. Oh. So he got this this bottle, same size as the wine, mm -hmm. full with water, threw it no. here and started bleeding. And as soon as I started bleeding, he lost his shit. Because oh, now he knew that shit just got serious. Mm -hmm. And if parents find out that you made the other brother bleed yeah now you're now you're in shit because mm -hmm. as long as you keep fighting true and nothing is happening there are mm -hmm. no consequences no after effects aftermath of the situation you're good we yeah. just fought we got over it but now i'm bleeding now you're in deep shit yeah my sister i used to fake uh being dead with my sister and my cousin you used to fake being dead yeah because whenever we used to fight and then i used to be like <laughs> <laughs> just fake being dead I know, just for them to freak out. So if you're watching this, I used to fake. Wow. Fake dead. Wow. You heard it here first, folks. I think they knew. I think they knew. Probably I don't know if I'm allowed to name, but... Panicked for a bit. Yeah, I saw the panic and I loved it. <laughs> because they always used to, not bully me, but, you know, gang up with each other. And I used to be... So I'm not a sociopath. Yeah. Um, I still remember when um, it's silly. It's gonna sound silly. When I was a kid, my brother would be sleeping next mm -hmm. to me, and I couldn't hear him breathing. So what I would do is, I'd put my finger yeah. in front of his nose mm -hmm. to make sure he's good, and I could feel the air. Every once in a while, I would f not feel the air. I'm like, <laughs> and then you're like, what do you want? Like, Nothing. Nothing. I thought there was a mosquito or something. Or you just I, go back to sleep. I always used to check my sister's pulse. Yeah. Why do we do that shit? Maybe we're scared. We're, we're scared. Them. Yeah, exactly. So um, even though we used to fight all the time. Yeah, me too. And every now and then he'd go to sleep, and I'm like, Yeah, he's good. He's good. Yeah. He's good. I used to check her pulse when she used to go to sleep. There you go. We actually um, care were about you guys. Quite fond of you, uh, <laughs> regardless of the fact how much we fought. Yeah. Yeah. Also with kids, you know, when because he was younger, he did not understand the repercussions of things as mm -hmm. much as I did. Yeah. So I didn't used to throw stuff at him. Mm. I used to throw stuff at me. Okay. And it was a good thing that I was good at dodging because mm -hmm. the amount of stuff that he threw, if hit me, would have opened my head up. Hospital. Yeah. <laughs> because he would be like when he got angry. I mean, kids are, you know, kids are. They just, mm -hmm. and not kids, kids, but I'm going to say somewhere around when they're 10, 11-ish. Yeah. They don't know what's don't going know. on. Yeah. They're going to get angry and they're going to start throwing shit. Mm -hmm. They're going to get violent. Yeah. And he would throw like heavy stuff. You would have these toy trucks and the whole Optimus Prime, he would Oh my goodness. <laughs> what were you doing? Violent kid, man. And then I would always hold back in fights and he still doesn't know that. I've never told him this. I would always hold back on fights yeah. because I knew back in that because I have a slight advantage. I'm six years older than him. Six, three, three. Four years older than him. Yeah. 
Eventually you grew up and the fights were equal, but then eventually the fights just stopped. Because when you grow up, fights just yeah, you stopped. Don't do that. Yeah. yeah, with my sister we always used to argue about taking each other's um, clothes. So I woke up wearing her clothes, she'd be like, what are you wearing? That's mine. You know? See, with brothers that never happens. Well, it's different, you know. I know, but with us, um, I remember this time it was I was visiting India in 2019. Mm -hmm. I went to India and I got a new pair of Yeezys. And I went home and I'm like, this is look what I got. Yeah. And he was getting ready for a party. And he's like, can I wear them? Like, yeah, yeah. Fresh pair of Yeezys never worn before. Yeah. He wanted to wear it too. I'm like, go for it. Mm. It's just something like that. Yeah. So, never had that issue. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good thing. I've noticed that before. Probably, yeah. Yeah. You're um, in post editing when you're in Final Cut Pro mm -hmm. that you can just go and click this thing that clear background noises and mm -hmm. it just does just like that. Yeah. You'll have to teach me all of that because one day maybe I'll do my own podcast. Yeah, of course. <laughs> the wonders of modern technology. Mm. And you'll be a guest on my podcast maybe? Yeah. Of course you will. Of course I will. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. The video from Vidas. Oh, yeah. I watched it. And you watched it. To be honest, I have no idea why people are against that. Because he's Maybe people the truth. who are. Because he's telling the truth. Okay, um, I'm going to play the devil's advocate because I love to do it in every podcast. Okay. The devil's advocate, for people that don't know, means that. I'm going to play the side of the wrong ones. According to us, the people that are bashing Vidas and filing FIRs against him. Death threats. Death threats are wrong. So I'm going to play the devil's advocate. Vidas went to another country, defamed the reputation of my country. I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not even going to say my, our country because that's how the sentence is performed. Yeah. Defamed the name and image of my country, insulted my country in one of the biggest stages and it was the Ken Kennedy, Kennedy, Kennedy Center. State Center mm -hmm. one of the biggest stages in the world yeah. with a big audience and insulted the values and nation values and things that my nation represents so that's got, yeah what I that's the say. devil's advocate thing yeah for me it's like why don't you see it in a way that your country needs some improvement sorry for I don't come from India you know but the You've people, got your views. yeah, I've got my own views. So people telling him filing FIRs and stuff like that, that means you're completely unaware of what's happening in your country. Because you know? none of what he said was incorrect. Here we go. There was a touch of humor, but a lot of truth added to it. None of what he said was incorrect. None of what uh, was said throughout the video was incorrect. Hmm. So, what was the grievance? You know, what was the point? I mean, it's a, um, inability to 
to acknowledge the fact that you might be doing something wrong, you know? Or there's things that might actually be wrong with the country. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, actually, as we speak, trying to look up... Okay, I found it. He goes, I come from, an, from India where praying on roads is allowed, but celebrating festivals comes that comes once a year is banned. I think here he's talking about Diwali. Hmm. So every year on Diwali, because the pollution of the country, or basically Delhi in particular, has reached to a level where it's every time it's Diwali, there's yeah. the post of bursting of crackers is banned because it really plays with the pollution, pollution mm -hmm. and the air quality goes really bad. Yes. But all the other times during Christmas, people yeah. post crackers. Every time India wins from Pakistan, people burn crackers. Mm -hmm. The multiple areas when their political party wins, they burn crackers. They don't say anything about that. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that they should burn, they should not burn, oh, sorry, they should burn crackers on Diwali. They shouldn't. Yeah. The India is a polluted country. Delhi is one of the most polluted cities in the world. Yeah. I think instead of banning it on Diwali, they should just ban crackers altogether from India. Mm -hmm. You know, because... Yeah. If you're doing it at one festival and then you're doing it throughout the year, it just makes you hypocritical. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest about the banning firecrackers thing, when you're a child, you don't know you enjoy cracking, you know, but when you grow up and then you actually realize pollution. You're just bursting money. Bursting money, pollution, pollution. and pets. They're I've scared. seen that. They're so scared. They're so of scared. The... I've never thought about it and up and until I saw my own dog being Denver so. Denver I love you, being so scared. I remember my sister sending me snap and he was so scared and I'm like, no, you won't see me burn firecrackers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What else did... Uh, um, he said, I come from India where... I come from an India where we worship women during the day and can rape them at night. I've seen documentaries on Netflix and I was... Horrified is an understatement, and I just felt like. Where's the lie, though? That's what I'm asking. Where's the lie? Yeah. Is it not very? It's not a thing that people get raped in women get raped in India. Is is there not a national phenomenon that girls should not leave after it gets dark at night? Do you not tell your sisters, your mothers, your aunts, and all the women in your family not to leave alone after dark? at the risk that they might get molested or raped. So where is the lie? Yeah. And the the first statement being we worship women during the day. A lot of choruses are women. Mm -hmm. Where is the lie? I come from an India where we scoff at sexuality and yet fuck till we reach a billion people. Mm -hmm. Sex is frowned upon in India. Why is it a taboo? Why is it a taboo? I don't know. You guys are fucking day and night. The minute you get inside a room and lock the doors, you fuck till the end of the day. And the minute they, someone finds out, it's a taboo. Ooh, you're having sex. Bro, how do you think babies are born? Do you think just someone delivers them from the sky? Is it the seagulls? Also the sexuality thing, if you think um, you're bi or you're lesbian or you're gay. Until what, a couple of years ago, what, four years ago? same-sex marriages or same-sex were illegal. So if you were a gay, lesbian or bi, you would have been arrested for sleeping with the same-sex person. That was a crime until a couple of years ago. Mm. 
I come from an India where we bleed blue every time we play green, but every time we lose to green, we turn orange all of a sudden. That's the India-Pakistan Pakistan, Yeah. Mm. Um, recently, we, when we lost to Pakistan mm. in the World Cup, and mm. there were numerous controversies back in India because there were people that were celebrating Pakistan's win and uh, chanting Pakistan Zindabad, Pakistan Zindabad, mm -hmm. who were later, every single one of them was arrested on the charge of being anti-nationals. How? Thoughts. How? What do you mean how? Just if you say it, mm -hmm. how, how are you... So if, if, you know how India and Pakistan have been at war for... Yeah, okay. Since... I've seen it mainly, you know, in movies and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So but the idea is that ever since the partition happened in 1947, yeah. we have been at war with Pakistan. Mm -hmm. No, no. Ever since 1947, Pakistan has been at war with India. Over the Kashmir? Over the Kashmir. Mm. Because when I say we have been at war with Pakistan, that's not correct because we have made our peace with the fact that Whatever Kashmir belongs to us, belongs to us. It's them that are not happy with their portion of Kashmir and keeps initiating fights every time to acquire that little piece of land mm. of Kashmir. Millions of people, thousands and millions of people die every time they try to initiate a war and the whole stigma around it that it ends up somehow in cricket, which is a sport. Yeah. So since the past 12 years, India has never lost to Pakistan in a World Cup match. No. This year mm. was the first time India yeah. lost and terribly as well. They played terrible. Pakistan watch. played well. Mm. Sumi, they played well. You guys weren't prepared. So they deserve the credit. But what happened after? And mm. I'm all I'm, I'm conflicted about this point. Mm -hmm. When what happened after <clears throat> is that people started bursting crackers because Pakistan won. They started celebrating so and who are the people i have to enjoy? muslims in muslims india. in india, in india. okay starting bursting crackers starting celebrating and it was okay until then then they started chanting pakistan's in which means long live pakistan loosely mm -hmm. translated yeah that's when every single one of them got arrested got they got charged with being anti-national. There is actually a thing in the constitution of India oh, where... Oh, I was wondering. Okay. Yeah, where you get charged if you're support, not supporting, because it's a thing. Hmm. hmm. I, wouldn't, I don't think I have much to say on that because yeah. I won't, you know... For me, if they are Pakistan, Zimbabwe, maybe I'm not an Indian, maybe I don't know. Maybe is it a disre disrespectful thing for you guys or...? Maybe according to the constitution it you is. were telling me? It is. Also, it's got, I've got two opinions on it. It mm -hmm. is disrespectful to chant Zindabad, Pakistan Zindabad. It mm -hmm. is very disrespectful. Not because we lost a match to Pakistan. Because of the thousands of people that die every time they initiate a war. Mm -hmm. You know, a war which is unnecessary. We don't need it. It's over a petty piece of land. We've established over the past 60 years of over 60 years of independence that they're not going to get it, yet they keep trying. And in the process, they see when, and when a war happens, both sides lose both men. Both sides, yeah. Which is not necessary. You don't need that little piece of land. What are you going to do with it? You know? 
So I agree on the fact that that's wrong. It's disrespectful mm-hmm. because of the army. You know, you gotta be respectful to the defense of the country. They literally sacrifice their lives so that you can sleep in peace on the borders. So okay. it's disrespectful in that way. But bringing cricket into it, it's I don't understand that concept. You know, you disrespect them away in a war issue. It's different, but you using cricket as a strand to do it. I don't understand. Um, yeah, I come from an India that has the largest working population under 30 on the planet, but still listens to 75-year-old leaders with 150-year-old oh, ideas. Even in my country, you, you'll see people, you know, still in position, not willing to give up, you know. But never I happens. Mean, Politicians never leave their positions. But got to give way more room for you, our thinking. Because I know a lot of older people would be like, oh, these generations. Yeah. yeah. But it's not actually the truth. If you take the time to listen to us, we do provide certain thinking, you know, creative thinking that you could use some to improve. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. And then he ends the video with, if I come from an India that is going to watch this and say, this isn't stand-up comedy, where's the goddamn joke? And yet I come from an India which will watch this and know there's a gigantic joke that just isn't funny. funny. That part gave me chills when everyone kept clapping. I I got chills around. Yeah, and if you if you if you read the threads, it says, "Would it make a difference if he said what he said on an Indian stage?" Because one of the, I think it wouldn't be that big of an issue. I think the whole concept of people having an issue with him that he went. To the Kennedy Stadium in a different country in one of the biggest economies of the world and talked smack about my country or our country. That was one of the biggest things that. Mm. But regardless of the fact he's still speaking the truth, isn't he? Exactly. Yeah. So would it have made a difference if he said it in the home country? You guys let us know. Let us know in the comments. The the stuff I see, this, uh, the people shaming and enraging on Veerdas for de- delivering to India's monologue in Washington are those kind of people who tell their daughters, Beti Chachu ne jo kiya wo ke ki kisi ko Thinking of that, I, I'm, I get reminded of a very nice movie, um, Alia Bhatt, Falling in Love, Highway. Highway. That part got me... Hmm? The, the guy, yeah. yeah. That part gets me emotional every time because mm-hmm. that's what you're saying. Like, those are the people who's going to say to the girl, whatever happens in the family stays, stays in, in the, the family. family. Don't, you know, talk, don't about talk about it. it. Which is fucked up again. So fucked up. So fucked up again. It is. So, yeah. Yeah. That should be our conclusion, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, with that in mind, Thank you for being a guest on the very first in Thank person. You. Oh yeah, podcast. in person. Yeah. Thank you very much for inviting me. Yeah. And I'm uh, very much passionate about this one because you know when you struggle with it, then you know it. Mm-hmm. And that was it was really nice. It was fun. It was fun. And um, until next time, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank Don't you forget very much. to like, subscribe, share, and don't send me any messages regarding the podcast.
and maybe wait for my podcast. Yeah, yeah, look forward to her podcast. <laughs>